Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. All Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone. A place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob Vicano. And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. Another day, another dollar, so to speak. And as always, we're coming to you from our broadcast center in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And we're coming to you tonight on the Exxon Broadcast Network. And if you'd like to find out all about the Exxon Broadcast Network, the shows that we have available for you, 724-365, visit xzbn.net and for all the shows that are coming up on the Exxon TV channel exclusive to Simul TV visit www.simultv.com Exxon Nation my guest this hour is a long friend of us here at the Exxon her name is Dr. Georgina Cannon and she's an award-winning board-certified clinical hypnotist regression therapist, relationship counselor, and lecturer at the University of Toronto for the past 10 years, teaching clinical hypnosis for clients and groups. Joining me now from somewhere in Toronto is Dr. Georgina <laughs> Kennan. Georgina, welcome back to the Exxon. Great talking to you. Hi, it's good to be back. Good to be back. So since you and I last talked, uh, what is new? What have you been doing besides teaching, working, teaching, working, teaching, working? <laughs> I've been writing books. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. I also, now I'm running a regular medita- free meditation uh, every Friday that people can join in on, and they do from around the world uh, on Zoom, of course. Yeah. We're all Zooming everything and everywhere. And um, so that's what I'm doing. I'm, that's my service. I'm giving back, you know, once a week mm-hmm. for half an hour or 
40 minutes, there's a meditation um, that they can join in on. That's wonderful, Georgina. And it, you know, I'm talking more, and t- when I talk more and more to medical professionals, they are all mm-hmm. saying that one of, the, one of the most important things that a person can do in these times to get themselves back-centered is meditate. Yes. Yes, you, you, because we're so busy mm-hmm. uh, running around, um, whether we're locked in or locked out, yeah. <laughs> uh, and especially now with COVID, there's so much fear in the energy around, you know, should I wear a mask or should I get the vaccination or not? And they are, I'm not, or I am and they're not. It's a lot of blaming and confusion and fear, and the whole energy around these past two years is very difficult to deal with for a lot of people, especially if they're extroverts who need people. And they are really suffering. And the ironic part is, and the sad part is, it's not over yet. No, it's not. No, it's not. And we have to wait and take a breath, and we just have to wait. And use the waiting time beneficially. And I talk to my clients about that too. You know, you're getting irritated when you're waiting for something whether it be a bus or at the bank Mm -hmm. or service or just waiting to get out, take the time, just be present and don't make it waiting for something, make it for you. Just breathe, just be there, just enjoy. Nothing's going to change, nothing's going to move because you're anxious or frustrated. You know, let it go, just be where you are. And it makes a huge difference if you can do that. Over the past two years, people have been going up and down, up and down, and the amount of uncertainty is unreal. And then you've got people who, people in businesses that were nearly destroyed, and many businesses were destroyed by COVID, and the government comes out today and says, all right, well, we're going to be changing the rules for people who need help. Now, if you were on CERB, uh, this, that, and the other thing, we're sorry, we're not going to be uh, helping you out anymore. If all the wage subsidies were canceled. So this mm-hmm. is going to have another major effect. And then the you know, the health people are saying, well, wait a minute, there's a new strain of COVID coming. Yes. The, I believe it's called the NU, the new strain. Yes, yes. And yes. It's, it's like... You know, it's <sighs> all so different. It's yes. all so new. We're, we're learning on the job. Everybody is, including mm-hmm. the scientists. Let's not forget that. You know, the medical professionals are also learning on the job. Big time. So we have to be patient. We have to be kind. And if you're losing your work Mm -hmm. or you're losing your business, it's it's tragic. It is. And the the government, I do think, will step up eventually. I think the... the Canadian government is stepping up. I'm not sure about the Ontario government, but I think they are stepping up. We have to do, we have to be careful and take care of each other. And when I say careful, I mean full of care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, there were so many people during the the lockdowns who stepped up. You had the people who worked in grocery stores. You had the sanitation workers. Yes. And, and of course, yes. the pharmacists and the medical professionals, the doctors, the nurses, the first responders, God bless each and every one of them. Yes, yes, certainly the people in grocery stores. The yeah. people that serve us, the low-paid workers that serve us, mm-hmm. suddenly they became more important than anybody else. So, you know, I'm also thinking about the teachers who uh, yes. had to make a quick switch yeah. from in-class to on Zoom or whatever it is they use. Let me ask you this, uh, <laughs> Because of the, the, the stress that 
children wander because, you know, they were locked in, they could not sure. socialize anymore. Would meditation help them? It does. And and people who teach their kids yoga, you know, some people who practice yoga get their kids to practice along with them, mm-hmm. and they find it helps the child sleep, it helps the child settle down, because they focus on their breath. So even when the kid is angry, yeah. you know, our, pra- our practice, and I know I brought my kids up this way, our practice is when our children are angry or they throw a temper tantrum, we get angry with them, <laughs> which is not very helpful when you mm-hmm. think about it. Right. So instead of getting them to recognize that they're feeling angry and then breathe into it, it calms them down and it trains them for the rest of their life. It sounds very simplistic, but it works. I've always said that life is simple. Humans complicate it. Yes, it do. Yeah. If it can make be made complicated, we make it so. Exactly. Exactly. It's yeah. just like a, uh, there was a story that I heard many years ago when I was at CKTB. Uh, we had a Wiccan on, and mm. this lady called up, and she said, well, it bothers me that Wiccans put candles of different colors in their house. What's that mm-hmm. all about? And the Wiccan said, well, it's just because they're the only color candles we have, and we needed them to light up the house. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> a cigar is just a cigar, as Groucho Marx would say. Yes. Isn't that the truth? Yes. I, I yes. understand you've been busy writing books. You've got two latest books, Return Again. That's about past lives and interlife journeys. And your latest book is The, Sir, uh, the Third Circle Third Protocol. Circle. Yes. Well, Third you Circle. That, that, that's complications made simple that really is it's about relationships and about the unwritten contract we have with each other and how in fact we can make it much more simple than it we, we, we do choose to do I, and uh, we just talk about that contract yeah yeah you know, we'll talk about that in, as the show goes on but over the years doing this show i've seen people starting to turn and especially during the covid times to what you have been talking about for many years and other people about the inner life contract, yes. you know, be yes. the before life, people are mm-hmm. tuning in. Something is happening, Georgina. In your opinion, what is happening? I think they're finding out what we think is real isn't so real. Mm-hmm. You know, the earth is shaking the, under our feet, literally, yeah. especially if you live in California. Um, it, and so the only thing that's real is what we know and who we are. And even that isn't real as we know it from my point of view. But that's what we can deal with. So if you find out really truly who you are and what you stand for and you become comfortable in your skin, it makes life so much easier. There are a number of people and a growing number of people who believe that what we exist in here in the third dimension is actually a holographic world. Yes, yes, yes. Well, anything we think Mm -hmm. or anything we see or uh, say we believe is just our version of what is. Yes. So so I see something that's green, and you may see green as a different color, and we'll never know. That's right. I fully understand what you mean, and it makes a lot of sense. And like I said, more and more people are changing to the... I'll, I'll use the the term new age, the new age of th- way of pe- uh, people that are thinking and the new philosophies that are coming up. And I think a lot of this has to do with the old religious philosophies and living philosophies mm-hmm. 
can't apply anymore in today's world. And they're looking for alternatives, and they're seeing common sense in what we call the New Age. Oh, oh spiritual, yeah. yeah. We've got to take our first break. Uh, uh, Georgina, please stand by. And Exonation, our guest this hour is Dr. Georgina Cannon. And if you'd like to find out more about Georgina, her books, and what this lady has done over the years and how she's helped people, visit her website, www.georginacannon.com. This is The Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and Georgina and I will be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in The Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada, on the shores of Lake Erie, right across from the beautiful city of Buffalo, New York. Girl, I'm leaving you tomorrow. Seems to me, girl, you know I've done We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. And welcome back, everyone. Dr. Georgina Cannon is my special guest this hour. Her website is georginacannon.com. And uh, Dr. Cannon is recognized as the public face of hypnosis in Canada and a respected member of the mainstream health community. Dr. Cannon is a frequent media guest, including many appearances on Gaia Television, and her work and views have gained her prominence as a frequent source for news and feature articles on hypnosis and alternative therapies. Once again, her website, www.georginacannon.com. Georgina, uh, Let's talk a little bit about uh, hypnosis. Sure. I, uh, I, I think you, you know a little bit about it, right? Yeah. You know, Just I, a touch. I, yeah. I think 24 you. 24 years later, yeah. How many? 24. So you started when you were 14, okay. <laughs> um, do you find, as, as one of, as in my books, Canada's prominent expert on hypnosis, that more and more people are using hypnosis for self help? Yeah. Yes, no question. When I first started, everyone thought it was witchcraft. Mm-hmm. When uh, they'd walk past me at, you know, health fairs or something and make a sign of a cross, they'd <laughs> void my eyes. Um, and when I went in to uh, do ground rounds at hospitals to yeah. explain 
the power of hypnosis and the power of the subconscious mind to psychologists, psychiatrists, etc., they'd all question that it wasn't possible because there was no research done on it. But of course, we know, we know how powerful it is. Yes. We get hypnotized all the time. We live in hypnosis all the time. We do so much that's automatic, it becomes it's a trance, whether we nod our head or how we hold our cup or whatever, how we walk. Everything's a pattern. And we know that athletes use it all the time, except they call it mind training. I can give our listeners a perfect example, and I know this for firsthand, because sure. years ago, Laura was going to have a procedure. And you taught her over the phone how to use hypnosis in that procedure because she was very she was very nervous about it, and right. you were able to to do what you do with Laura that she used the technique and the method that you taught her, and it worked perfectly, and she was really happy. And I think that. Uh, Whenever she talks about hypnosis, or if anybody says anything that would challenge the authenticity of hypnosis, she's, mm -hmm. she's very proud to say, well, Dr. Georgina Cannon, A, B, C, D. And uh, I saw it firsthand, Georgina. So you, you, you cannot dispute what your eyes see and what your no. loved ones feel. No. No. Uh, anytime people say things like, but I'm always frightened, yeah. or we always do that and it doesn't work. You know that in hypnosis, they talk themselves into something. Yeah. So yeah. We, you know, we use that same part of the brain, the subconscious mind, to repattern, to make sure that they are changing the pattern that they've talked themselves into, and we're changing it to something more beneficial. Bring it up to date. You know, uh, Exonation, Dr. Georgina Cannon coined the phrase, or first, I, the first time I ever heard of the phrase of woo-woos was, was <laughs> yeah. with you. Anyway, it's had such a profound effect on us here at the Exxon that we actually have a webpage called the Exxon Order of Woo-woos. Oh, really? And Georgina, oh. we've had that up since, well, I, I guess I was at CKDB when I first was talking to you. So that's how long ago we've had that page up. Oh, great. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Georgina. Something in perpetuity. That's right. Uh, the, the, the show or the theaters or the acts of uh, the showmanship of hypnosis, you know, where they get people to quack like a duck and, uh, you know. Sure, sure. Has, sure. has this hurt the credibility of hypnosis? Only if people don't understand mm -hmm. what's going on. So if, if and, I, and I tell people that when they question, remember everyone that goes up on stage has volunteered to go up there. They know what they're getting into. Nobody's dragged them up kicking and screaming. Right. They're going up to have some fun. And when the stage hypnotist starts the show, they usually start with maybe 25 to 30 people up on stage. By the time the show actually starts, he or she has about eight or ten people left on stage because the rest have chosen not to stay up there mm -hmm. or they just didn't go into hypnosis. So it's a choice always to stay or not to stay, whether it be on stage or in the clinic. Really? You can't force anybody into hypnosis. So if someone doesn't want to be hypnotized, no matter what the hypno a hypnotist like yourself would do, they're not going to go under? Not going to go in. Yeah. No, they're not. No. Okay, so... No, you can't. As, as I understand it, when you do hypnosis on a person, you're just actually putting them in a, a deeper state of relaxation? 
it's not you don't have to be relaxed it's, no way. it's all it's it's focused attention really hmm. uh, I could probably put someone in hypnosis in the middle in fact I have done in the middle of a, a car crash um, I could do it in Union Station Wow it's just focused attention so you draw attention to something and you let them focus on it so to go into hypnosis you just focus on a candle or you focus on your breath it's, it's the same brain waves as meditation the only difference is that the uh, reason for it and mm -hmm. the focus of it is different. Meditation, you go in for peace and quiet and inner harmony. Right. And for hip hypnosis, you're using the same brain waves to achieve a change or a goal. I was having problems going to sleep after I got home from doing the show at 2.33 o'clock right. in the morning. Right. But what I do now is when I get home, mm. all the lights are off. I sit in mm -hmm. my chair. And I just relax, and I focus mm -hmm. on something in, in the living room. Right. I do that for about 15, 20 minutes. I'm, when I decide to get up, I'm tired, I go to sleep, and I have a wonderful sleep. Mm -hmm. You've reprogrammed yourself. Yeah. And the reprogramming is in the subconscious mind. It's great. You know, there's only one thing, uh, Georgina, that, that I really regret. And that's the time you and I met at CHCH in Hamilton, and you did not get Bob Cowan to bark like a dog. <laughs> in fact, Bob and I are still friends. So, <laughs> and uh, yes, it's, well, he didn't want to. What can I tell you? Yeah. And he didn't want to cluck like a chicken either, so we couldn't do anything. Damn it! <laughs> we'll ha it we'll have funny. to get that done one day. Um, we're getting we're coming across to our mid uh, commercial here in about. Uh, okay two and a half minutes in your experience and all the years you've been doing hypnosis what is the key factor that makes the entire process work the person has to want to change mm. they have to have made a decision that they want to achieve something so if they're procrastinators yeah or they have a fear of flying or they have a fear of public speaking, mm -hmm. or they want to stop biting the nails, or whatever it is. Yeah. They have to, or they're stuck in life and they can't move forward. They have to want to change. I can't force anybody to do anything. Hypnosis is not a silver bullet. You want it, we'll do it. Now, I, I know you also do past life regressions. Yes, are and, they and interlife, yes. Are the past life and interlife regressions becoming more and more popular? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Particularly now that I've been on Gaia a few mm -hmm. times. Um, yes, people are phoning from all over the world, too. And we're doing it on Zoom. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Mm -hmm. I was speaking to Dr. David Clark last night about stress. And there's yes. this, they, they're discovering a lot about stress and how it relates to, uh, he called it something like the, the missing uh, or the ghost limb pain. Yes. That... that you, a person carries stress with them from the, the time they're very young until they reach an age where the stress causes bodily pain and bodily uh, aches. Uh, the person goes to the doctor. The doctor can't find anything until they go to right. a specialized doctor who, you know, uh, a diagnosis is as stress. And then they go for therapy to a specialized therapist who finds what the problem is and helps the person to solve the problem, relieving the pain caused by the stress. And one of the mm -hmm. techniques that they suggest is hypnosis. Sure. Yeah. Of course. 
especially with regression, because you can regress back to the cause, the very beginning of that stress. So whether that very beginning mm -hmm. came from being in your mother's womb, you yeah. picked it up from your mother, or when you were very, very young, or when first day of school or kindergarten, right. then we can change that patterning through hypnosis. It's, it's amazing that people start carrying luggage that cause stress or PTSD Mm -hmm. Way back when, and, and this is break. You, you've known this for a for a while, but Western yes. medicine is just catching on. Well, you know, sometimes um, formal education, how can I put this, doesn't cover everything. But it's nice to know that the Western med uh, medical community is now looking at the you know which you've been talking about for years, and I'm glad you're doing it. Georgina, stand by. You and I have to take our sure. news break. ExoNation, Dr. Georgina Cannon is my very special guest. Her website is georginacannon.com, and she's in Toronto, www.georginacannon.com. I'm Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon, 10 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Don't go away. have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. ba da ba ba, -ba. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and um, we're coming to you from the shores of Lake Erie here in Crystal Beach, Ontario. But I'm going to share something with you. I'm going to share with each and every one of you a little secret that will bring joy and happiness to you. There's a brand new radio station. It's called Classic 1220 AM. And if you like classic rock, if you like classic music, if you like classic talk, You've got to check this radio station out. It is fantastic. It's based in St. Catharines in the Great Lakes Triangle. And once again, it's called Classic 1220. Their website is www.classic1220.ca. Dr. Georgina Cannon is our guest, georginacannon.com. And um, Georgina, when did you or who discovered the interlife aspect, you know, of, of development or existence? Because we... Uh, we knew about, I believe, past life before we knew about interlife. 
uh, Michael Newton did most of the research on it and documented all the research. Um, Edgar Casey before mm-hmm. him, uh, had written some information about the interlife, but it was Michael Newton. And fortunately I studied with him in his last class that he taught in Britain. And, um, he was the one that documented it, uh, in great detail over about 20 years. So, and it's fascinating because it's that dash between lifetimes. Right. You know, when you go to a, a cemetery, you see someone lived from 1820 to 1860, and in between that is the dash. Well, this is the dash between lifetimes, the interlife, where the soul leaves the body and goes home into the light, or goes home and um, meet your soul circle, you meet your guides, you find out what your soul name is, um, you find out your soul purpose. You go in front of the, the council, the wise elders. It's, it's quite an extraordinary experience. And some people weep because it's so profound. When you're putting somebody into a hypnotic state, mm-hmm. let's, let's just take, first of all, the past life. How many lives can you go back? Um, I don't know, and there's not been a record of uh, how many totally we can go back. But in a in a, a session, a two-hour session, we do two and sometimes three. It hmm. depends on how short the lives are. And they're not in any sequence. The soul takes you where it wants you to go. So it might take you back to 1060. And then it'll take you to your previous lifetime. Mm-hmm. And then it might take you to um, 16 something or other. So it depends on where the soul takes you and what the lessons the soul believes you need to learn and understand. Is the same for the interlife regression? Um, it's the same what? Is it the same procedure? It's a similar procedure. Mm-hmm. Um it's, it's, it's only one interlife. Sometimes people go to every stop along the way. So they'll go to the Akashic Records. Wow. They'll go to the place of life learning. They'll go to the laboratory. Um, they'll go to the time where they plan, why did they choose this current body, this mm-hmm. lifetime? So they'll do that. Other times they'll go straight to the, the council. It depends. I have no control over it, and nor do they. The soul takes you where it thinks you need to go. What was it like the very first time that you were able to to do it? To you know, to to what you know, to take someone from today and go into mm. their past lives. It blew my mind. I had my training. Mm-hmm. I studied under Henry Bolduc in the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia. I came home and started to practice. And the first time I had a client, it worked. And I went, hmm, that's interesting. The second time, I began to get goosebumps. And the third time, and then after a while, you just settle into it and you take it for what is. Because part of you doesn't believe it, doesn't quite believe it, until you see it over and over again. Can the person, based on their belief that they were someone else in a previous life, actually believe it so much that when you regress them, they're, they're giving themselves the life that they wish they had in the past? No, no it doesn't work that way. I've had someone come into the clinic who 
thought she was Cleopatra. She told mm-hmm. me, she said, wants to regress back to being Cleopatra. So I put her into hypnosis, but she was acting out the whole thing. And I'm a bit of a history buff. So I would ask yeah. her questions like, where are you going? And she'd say to my lover, of course. And I said, terrific, great. And who is that? <laughs> well, Mark Antony, don't you know that? Oh, do you marry Mark Antony? And she told me she'd only been married to Mark Antony and to Caesar. Now, I know that's not true. That's Hollywood. I know she married... You know, she married a brother, right? We know Cleopatra yeah. was a very busy woman. So, um, and, and she, she just acted it out. And then I deepened her even more and took her into another lifetime. And that was so real, she couldn't believe what happened. Wow. And when she came out, she said, what do you think that was about? I was Cleopatra, wasn't I? And I explained to her that sometimes, even in this lifetime, we admire people so much, we sort of what we call model them. We sort of copy them in a way because we want to get some of that aura around them. And I think that's what happened there. That's what I said to her. When people are in their past lives, Mm. um, is there a connection between the people in this lifetime and the people that they've had in their past lives? Sometimes. Sometimes your your brother or your Mm -hmm. sister or your boss or your parent can show up in another role in another lifetime. Absolutely. We, do, we are inclined to travel in pods, and, um, and we can use that in our relationships. And if you're having a, a turbulent relationship, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily from a past life. It could be, but we look at it. We look at it separately. What, what concerns me is when people come in to the clinic and they say, such and such is happening to me, and it keeps happening to me. I'm sure it's a past life. And sometimes it is, mm-hmm. and sometimes it isn't. Sometimes it's just learned behavior, family patterns, or whatever. So we have to be very clear. It, it's not a solution to every problem. Where does karma come into the entire equation? Um, we, I see karma as a, a hand of cards that were dealt. And like any hand of cards, you either get a royal flush or you yeah. flush it down the toilet, right? We either have, uh, how we play those cards is up to us. So if we have a good hand of cards, which some people are very fortunate to have, that's terrific. If we don't, then what we do with those cards can change our life. I have just completed a book, by the way, which is now with my agent. And the working title is um, uh, Victim to Hero. These I've interviewed people from across the world. Uh, who born into very disadvantaged circumstances, some born into abusive families, some war-torn countries, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they turned their life around in their late teens or early 20s, and they're now very successful. Some names you will recognize. High-profile people. Wow. They turn their life around by saying, this isn't who I am, this is not who I want to be. So we can change karma. Well, you know what also can change karma? Fall, falling twenty feet off of a of off of a roof. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I'm of telling course. you. Of course, I had plenty well, of. Maybe t- that was karma. You know what? Maybe. It, maybe it was. Maybe, maybe it made you sit down and reflect mm-hmm. about getting on a roof, and also about your life. And that's exactly what happened. Yes. I saw things totally differently. For example, I was able to firsthand see how hard the nurses and the doctors and the support workers work to 
you know, in their jobs, their dedication. Uh, yes. You know, God bless Laura. She was a nurse for a number of years. And until I was in the situation as a patient, I never appreciated how hard and dedicated she was. Mm-hmm. So, it's a true calling, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. It was karmic. Yes, and, and it's it's something that, um, but you've turned it around. You see, you used it. You didn't become a victim of it. No. No, you're right. But some people do. Some people do. So you chose, and that's the difference. I chose because I've had, I've had the opportunity of having people like you in my life, and I've learned from the experiences that you shared with us over the years, you and many other people. So for that, mm-hmm. I'll always be eternally grateful to you and the other guests who've done that. Yes, but other people hear the same things, mm-hmm. but they don't take it in. Uh, you know, it's called resilience. I think if you understand, if you're comfortable in your skin and you yeah. understand that you have choice, even the people in most awful situations in Afghanistan, in the Sudan, oh, gosh, yeah. in really bad parts of Haiti, there are always people that rise up, take care of each other, take care of themselves. Yeah. And there will always be people who don't. I have to take my final break. Georgina, thank you for everything okay. you do. And thank you mm-hmm. for being... Uh, being the lady you are, I know for a fact that you help many, many people. And for those of them who don't have the opportunity of, of talking to you one-to-one like I do, I'll bet you they'd love for me to say thank you, Georgina. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Big hug. All right, you take care. We'll be back on the other side of this break as I continue from our studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario with Dr. Georgina Cannon. Don't forget... I've got a new favorite radio station, and no, it's not one of mine. It's a Classic 1220 in St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada. The call sign is CFAJ, and their website is www.classic1220.ca. have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. back, everyone. Uh, before we get back to Dr. Georgina Cannon, still to come on tonight's show, we have Dr. Bob Teal, Preston Dennett, and Dr. Louis Turry. That's all tonight, right here on the X-Zone, with yours truly, Rob McConnell. Georgina, um, do I really have to like people uh, 
you know, especially the people in my family who are, to say the least, disruptive all the time? No, you don't have to like them. <clears throat> but you have to uh, understand or respect them um, for who they are. You know, we want people to like us for who we are. Mm-hmm. I hear people all the time saying, I am who I am, and that's who I am. So that's, you know, put up with it sort of yeah. thing. And if we want people to like us the way we are, then we should a- allow them to be who they are. We don't have to like them, but we can respect them for being who they are. They can be a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean, you know, we have, they have to be our best buddy. But they have a right to be who they are, have the right to be in their skin, to stand on their feet. They have a right to have their feet on this planet yeah. uh, as long as they're not harming anybody else. And I'm not talking about ego or feelings. I'm talking about physical harm. Um, they have a right to be here. Uh, uh, a lot of things that people do not realize is respect is a two-way street. Mm-hmm. But we are only responsible for our behavior. Yeah. We can't be responsible for anybody else's behavior. You know, take the high road, really. So if they disrespect us and they're rude mm-hmm. and boorish, when, why would we want to sink that low? Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I think it's, a, it's an awareness. Again, it's choice. I'm a great believer in choice. Every minute of every day, from the minute we wake up, we have choice on who and how we are, how we behave to ourselves and to each other, and how we interact with the world and the planet around us. It's all about choice. And that choice, the choices we make, is our character. You know, uh, we know we choose our family to complete the sole purpose. Okay. Yes. But, but what happens if the person in that family situation feels that they just don't fit in? That might be part of the lesson we've learned, like someone falling off a roof. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Well said. Point taken. <laughs> it, yes, but it, it, it could, be well, it could mm-hmm. well be a lesson. Yeah, so yeah. we have to learn allowance. You yes. Know. You know, you're you're originally from the United Kingdom, right? Yes. Okay. London. Uh, London, where uh, Sir Isaac Newton, I believe, is buried, and where he <laughs> came up with Newton's um, laws concerning gravity, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember at a time... <laughs> what are you laughing about? I remember at a time when I was uh, taking, uh, learning about him, that the there were many, many people who didn't believe him. But right. I, I will tell you, that incident where I fell off the roof proved him right. <laughs> That's where I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what? I learned something else. It's not yes. the fall that hurts, it's the sudden stop. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's like life. <laughs> exactly. We, we, when we, when, no, seriously. Mm-hmm. And when we just amble along and everything's fine, if we have a sudden stop, yeah. that can get, give us post-traumatic stress disorder. I, I, yeah, that's true. Eh? It's, a shock, it's a shock to the system. Mm-hmm. Mind, yeah. body, and spirit. Our American listeners are coming up to their Thanksgiving, and of course we've had ours mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. And also coming up are the Christmas holidays. Mm-hmm. And there are certain people that you meet at Christmas and at mm-hmm. Thanksgiving that you kind of go, ugh. 
All right. <laughs> so, so, so what's the one most important thing to remember with okay. the, in these family gatherings so that you can cope, understand, and be at your best? The most important thing is to know what your value system is, your own value system. If your value system is compassion or kindness mm-hmm. and t- tolerance and fun, or whatever your uh, list of self-values are, live your values. So if part of your values are kindness or fun or tolerance or um, success right. or whatever it is, if success is one of your values, and kindness is one of your values, then meet and greet that person knowing that part of you that wants to be successful and wants to be kind and live your values. So how you live your life in your skin according to your values, that's how you'll meet everybody, whether it be your dentist or the person that drives you crazy or the person that cuts you off on the highway. Right. You'll come from your place of value, your value system, not theirs. And it makes a huge difference. The only time that changes is when you're dealing with your elders, when you're dealing with your parents, and you have to make some adjustments to their life. And the only time is different because then you work with their values, not necessarily your own first. That makes a lot of sense as well. Um, What's the unspoken contract? It's the unspoken contract is the contract that we have with everybody we interact with. So we have expectations of each other. Mm-hmm. So whether you're going to Loblaws and you're going or, or any store or gas station, there's expectations from the person behind the counter and they have expectations from you. You have expectations from me um, being interviewed by you and I have expectations from you. Every interaction, every relationship, we have unspoken interactions. So that's the contract that I'm talking about. And people don't even consider it. I believe we spend more time choosing a flavor of ice cream than we do choosing a partner, whether it be a business Mm -hmm. partner or a life partner. And we just don't think about whether our value system matches. What's the difference between these, the way that we interact with people? Is it a rule that we, that we, uh, that we choose to conduct with, or is it the unwritten part of the contract? It's the unwritten part of the contract, um, because uh, we, if you really live your values, you know who you are and what you stand for. And you have boundaries. When you know what you stand for, you have boundaries. And people feel that you have boundaries, and they treat you differently. Um, This, By the way, this system works brilliantly with teenagers and parents because they write their contract, what they want out of a relationship, what they need out of a relationship, and what their values are. Because we're inclined to treat our kids like they were when they're five or six or seven. Doesn't work. Now they... Yeah, now they're 15, 16, and we yeah. don't understand why they get upset, right? Well, when I was growing up, when I was growing up, my mom and dad would actually sit down and give us a list of do's and mm. don'ts, mm-hmm. you know, and that was, you know. That's great. My mom would say, hey, it's my way or the highway. 
Yeah, Mom, okay, you're you're the boss. Yeah, that's great. But now what what I'm saying to you Mm -hmm. is that's great, but now the teenager has a a role to play. Yes. And what happens is when you have those contracts, you're not, if you break the contract, you're not doing it to each other. You're doing it to the relationship, that third circle, the relationship. Mm. So it's you, me, that make the relationship. So if you've got a teenager who's being snarky or punches holes in the wall, and that's an agreement that you've made between you that it's going to be different, every time they break their agreement, they're part of their agreement, they're, they're diminishing the relationship. It takes the blame out of it. It takes the uh, him and her out of it. It works brilliantly for teens and it works brilliantly for couples, uh, also for employees and employers. So at least you know where you stand. You know what your agreement is. Yeah. And you know your part in it. And you have a voice in it, too. So nothing's being done to you. It's done to the relationship. So you either make this and keep this relationship juicy and healthy, mm-hmm. or it diminishes. It gets smaller because someone keeps taking from it. It's like an emotional bank. They keep taking from it and not putting into it. Georgina, the time has come when you and I must say so long for tonight. First of all, thank you so <laughs> much. Thank you so much for coming on the show tonight, and uh, it's great talking to you again. You and I are going to be uh, getting together on the phone. We'll get you in next month because we still have so much to talk about. Okay, that'd be a joy. Say hello to Aurora for me. Give, me a, give her a big hug. I certainly will, and thank you for everything that you've done over the years, Georgina. Okay, thank you. Take care of yourself. Speak to you soon. ExoNation, my guest this hour was Dr. Georgina Cannon. And uh, you can visit Georgina's site at www.georginacannon.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as we continue here in the ExoNation with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. Send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV, and of course, the Exxon Radio website at www.exxonradiotv.com. that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. ba 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 